Hey, everybody. What up, dude? Hey. How's George Mike? He's good. You just missed him. I uh, showed Jake his groomed ass. He's got uh, real short hair. Oh, good. I like when Gore, when George Michael's looking uh, nice. Yeah, Gordy's the name of your dog. George <laughs> Michael is the name of my dog. Yeah, but I mean, you got George Michael to copy Gordy, so it's kind of like without Gordy being named Gordy, George Michael would have never had a name. He would have just been in that puppy mill in Thornton eating other dogs' shit, drinking their piss. Yeah, he got rescued from Albuquerque. Gordy got rescued from Ottawa. Windsor, Ontario, Canada, actually. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Bichon Poodle needed to be rescued from certain death. Oh, for sure. He's from a puppy mill for sure. What do you think he loves doing push-ups and smoking cigarettes? Yeah, he's <laughs> he doesn't trust humans because he was trafficked. Yeah, whatever across uh, across national borders. <laughs> I mean, whenever a fire alarm goes off or like when the smoke detector goes off, he's totally ruined for two hours because I really? think that he survived some kind of puppy mill riot, where you know <laughs> the other puppies were like fucking the guards with broomsticks and stuff, and <laughs> it just takes him back to that time, you know, that troubled time when all the other puppies cut the heads off of the warden puppy. Rise up! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you uh, saved your dog from Albuquerque? Well, no. There was a there's like there was like a group in Colorado that went and rescued him, brought him up to Arvada. And then Megan's parents got him. They went and looked at puppies or I think Megan's mom had an alert for like terriers at that uh rescue shelter and so they Sent her an email, and so they went to just check them out, I guess. It was such a weird move because we had not said anything to them about wanting a dog. They oh, yeah. just they went for it, and they lucked out because we had Megan and I had talked about it. We just hadn't mentioned it to them. But we were like, yeah, maybe we'll get a dog. And then all of a sudden, we had one. And it was uh, – I was in KC, Wyoming for a show that Brett Crandall and Aaron Snyder – uh, did a show there the Jesus, year before the dream team <laughs> yeah the three of us were two, it to two and a half men dude <laughs> <laughs> old snyder the only unsuccessful cerebi palsy comic cerebral palsy comic Cerebi Palsy. yeah <laughs> that's the name of my other dog and he still, <laughs> he still couldn't get rich <laughs> he had a hook literally his arm was hooked yeah, uh, they were like, oh, yeah, we did a show here last St. Patrick's Day. It was the oh, shit. No, they were like, come back. St. Patrick's Day. Well, yeah, they had a great time. And then so we go up there the following St. Patrick's Day weekend, and it was uh, awful. They A bunch of people didn't show up for the show. They showed up, like, you know, during or right after, and they all started getting wasted. We had a good time after the after the show was over. We had a good time. Yeah, you were playing spin the Snyder, <laughs> whichever yeah, side we, his foot pointed to. You had to kiss him. That's the thing about, like, bad comics is their barometer for what a good show is is so much lower than what, like, good comics barometer is. Like, I'm sure they had a great time up there because they quit. They ran out of batteries halfway through the show, and they couldn't throw them at them anymore. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, their arms got tired. It was a blast, man. We had, you know, we split two and a half hours and uh, we just got a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. We got to sleep in the owner's car. It was sick. I, uh, <laughs> I did those, um, Moose Lundstrom. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. I did those shows, Fort Morgan and Sterling with yep. Brett Crandall and Eugene Kenny. And Brett, <laughs> Brett did a good job. He had a good set. And we we were co-featuring, so we each did like 20 or 25. You got buried by Crandall? No, I did not say that. I did a good job too. <laughs> but, but he did a good job. And I kind of felt bad for him because we've talked about how some comics never do well and then they have a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. I saw him do a good job. He had a good set. People liked him. But then, you know, he just he wasn't going to crush in, uh, you know, downtown comedy works. I don't no. think maybe on a Tuesday he could have a good set. But like anywhere where you can't say the N word, Crandall's not going <laughs> to slam <laughs> dunk. <laughs> he uh, he grew up in the foster system and he had some fun stories. And I don't know. I, I liked Crandall. Look, but he I'm also, making fun of him, but I liked him, too. 
Right. He was he was easy to talk to and yeah. uh, fun. Cran dollar. Yeah. <laughs> that show at the East Coast, you know, he did a good job with that. It was arguably the best show in Colorado for like six months. <laughs> like that show <laughs> fucking rocked. That guy Billy, that madman Billy who ran that show, who's for yeah. sure in witness protection. He was cool. Yeah. He had a microphone. If anyone would heckle you, he'd be like, Shut up, you bitch. Shut up. <laughs> I'll cut you. I'll give you a Manchester smile. Shut up. And he'd be like, back to the show. Take it away, T. <laughs> <laughs> that was where you used to do some of your uh, your patented uh, standing up and going into the crowd. Some you of the know. craziest, most insane sets I ever had were at the East Coast Bar. Because I felt protected they, by Billy. Yeah. And Crandall kept that thing on him. So if anyone was going <laughs> to fuck with me. <laughs> he, he was you know? strapped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That bartender was a big uh, intimidating yeah. guy, too. I yep. can't remember his name. But he was cool. Yeah, he was cool. I mean, that whole room just ruled. And I had some insane sets. I had, I, I had sex in that bathroom twice. I married a couple. <laughs> A couple was there, and they were like, that was the best show we've ever seen, and they locked us in, and then at 3 a.m., I fucking performed a strange ritual of marriage for them, and they all cried. I was crying. I mean, I loved that show. I love Crandall. Crandall rocks. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We had a good time. It was a struggle. In uh, So I'm in... I Oh, yeah. So I did those shows with Eugene and Brett. Oh, yeah, Fort Morgan and Sterling, and then Eugene, we came who back. doesn't blink, he has the, he just has that. Eh. <laughs> it's like his smile. If he's smiling, his eyes can't shut, and he's always smiling. <laughs> Eugene uh, is a talented uh, weedsman because he was driving, and he had his little like, you know, army foot locker, you know, on his lap, and he mm. had his whole spread, and he was rolling joints while he was driving. Damn, one handed. So yeah, we were smoking and uh, smoked in the hotel. You know, he was like, I've been doing this. You know, I smoke weed whenever I want. And I was like, yeah. hell yeah. So the three of us had a good time. The, you know, those shows were good. We had uh, in Sterling, the host was a, like a morning radio guy. I can't remember if I've said this on a pod before, but this fucking guy sees me. You know, I'm wearing my dad's bus driver shirts. This was the bus driver. Uh, those shirt. are good shirts. That blue Period. silk one. Yeah, they were light. Uh, yeah. I liked them. Yeah, I was wearing that. And this fucker goes, whoa, hey. <laughs> Looks like you're uh, working at the prison out there. Maybe, or maybe you're on the other side of the bars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's just riffing on me, busting my balls <laughs> as soon as we get into the venue. I was like, hi, uh, I'm Nathan. I'm on the show. You know, Your shirt doesn't say Nathan. I'm going to call you Rick. Well, yeah, I didn't say Rick either, but he was oh. he just he was off to the races, man. He's like, Whoa, hey <laughs> You look like a you look like a prison uh ne'er do well, that's for sure. <laughs> What's this guy's deal? He's black or something? Yeah. Riff. <laughs> just riffing hard as soon as I walk up. He plays Eugene's head like a bongo. He was on till the break of dawn. <laughs> And then, you know, of course, like all fucking radio DJs did a shit job. He was up there for like two minutes, you know, could, yeah. yeah, like couldn't couldn't be up there for long enough to, you know, get any momentum or even, you know, just fill up an, enough time for people to like sit down and get a get a drink order in. And uh, so, yeah, I ripped on him pretty good and then never did that show again. Well, uh, you didn't miss out. Well, no. The, well, the Fort Morgan one was a, a fun show. Was that the one that had the picnic tables? No. One was in like the Clarion Hotel. It was attached to the hotel, right? Yeah, that was Fort Morgan. I think. Yeah, and then Sterling was a picnic table situation. And that was when I was in that phase where I was out walking on people's tables. Yeah. And I just remember there's a, there's a very historic photo of me screaming at an old woman <laughs> standing <laughs> with my foot in her mashed potatoes because that was one of those gigs where they had like you know it's like come early it's all you can eat beef tenderloins a 50 dollar ticket you yeah. know the headliner makes 38 dollars. <laughs> it's all sold out of course right yeah there were yeah there were some people making a good amount of money on those shows. some people it was it, moose and aaron voke her yeah, adam vock it wasn't the comics is what I was going to say. That's uh, where I had my infamous rendezvous with a certain alt-right celebrity. What? Remember? <laughs> no. That's why I said what? <laughs> I'll write it down uh, and show it to you. Right. Uh, oh, you fucked Milo Yiannopoulos in a bit. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Sterling. 
She was, now, uh, we were on the road. It was me and her oh, I gotcha, and, I gotcha. and Steve Young. And I love Steve Young, but the man couldn't be more square. You know, he's got 12 kids. Every time he's at a show, it's like his one reprieve from all the crushing responsibilities of his life. Ex-Mormon. Yeah. Yeah. Steve rocks. <laughs> he has that Gil energy from the Simpsons though. Where yeah. It's like, oh, this is my shot. This is the big one. <laughs> this I'm in Sterling, Colorado. This is going to turn my entire career around. This is the fulcrum on which the rest of my <laughs> yeah. career lies. Uh-huh. It's all on the line tonight. I've got <laughs> one hand on the cliff and the rest in the grave, but I can pull myself back up. It's Steve's time to shine. <laughs> Again, I like Steve a lot, but yeah. the first night we were partying, having fun. Steve's one of the boys. You know, I taught him how to shotgun a beer. <laughs> Second night, uh, and you know, me and the uh, the other comedian were... There's, there's, there's strange brews uh, going on, you know? It, it didn't make any sense. And the second night, <clears throat> we drive back after the show, and we're, like, all shit-faced except for Steve. And Steve's like, hey, I'm going to grab a six-pack. I'll come hang out with you guys. And we were, I was like, yeah, cool, Steve. Get that six-pack. And then I have my, uh, you know, me and the other comedian are engaged in the, the human act of lovemaking. <laughs> Steve's out front knocking on the door. Oh, <laughs> my no. God. Hey, guys, I picked up some uh, Rodney Carrington tapes at the truck stop. Let's all dance till dawn. And I'm like, beat <laughs> it, Steve. Get out of here. Let's read uh, one another's joke books and see if there isn't <laughs> any gold in them there hills. Yeah, why don't you guys tag my bits? And I'm like, I'm tagging <laughs> a couple bits in here right now, Steve. Beat <laughs> Woo! It. Yeah, so then I remember the next morning when I, when I left uh, that ill-fated rendezvous. I went outside and there was a there was a six pack of Coors Banquets in front of the door and a bag of chips. <laughs> Why did he leave them? I don't know, dude. But it broke my heart. <laughs> it was it shattered me. Uh, I don't know why I felt so bad. Probably because I was hungover and I just made a, a grave mistake. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure man. it was not a mistake. Didn't feel like a mistake. Oh no, it rocked. It rocked and rolled. Uh, we learned a lot from each other that evening. <laughs> and then uh, she like hurt her ankle really bad, so I had to drive her to the hospital that day. She hurt her ankle climbing off of your ass. Yeah, climbing out of my ass. <laughs> and Steve was like disgusted with the whole situation, you know, because he's like happily married. Disgusted with just premarital sex? <laughs> I don't know, dude, but it was a bad vibe. Like, we went from having a really good time Hey, we're all going to live forever to the next day. I was like, hey, Steve, can I borrow your truck? I got to drive her to the uh, hospital. And he was like, oh, sure. Take whatever you need. Like smiling. And I was like, oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Fun show, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember she said to me, uh, she she instigated the whole thing. Because we smooshed a little at the bar. And I was like, well, this is weird. We can't do this in public. And then, uh, yeah, your reputation was on the line. <laughs> no, not that, but just like it felt strange. I'd known her forever. We've been friends forever, you know, um, like since we started, you know, it'd been like seven years since the last time she wrote a joke. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> come on, we're having fun. I laughed. But I know. Becker gave me a face. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who it is. Oh, I can, I'll text you the group chat. Or you could just say it and we can... No, 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 no. I'm not committing any of this. (laughs) No, 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 no. Yeah, all right. Okay, so Becker, that's not true, obviously. You're the dumbest person I've ever met. You're the dumbest person alive. (laughs) You're acting like there isn't... like, Like this is a live fucking stream. Okay, well, Becker, make a note of it right there. I have it. I have it. Sam's afraid of being sued for some reason. But anyway, we were in bed, uh, and she was like, Sam, am I giving you a boner? And I said, you wish. And she said, do I? (laughs) And then we (laughs) hopped on each other and rutted like hogs. Yeah, that's great. Pretty wild time, man. But she was injured, too. It was Bukley. (laughs) (laughs) You wish. So those show no, you wish. Remember Greeley? And you were wishing real hard? <laughs> I was manic. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> I stayed up I stayed up uh till like four in the morning with uh her old roommate. We were at her her former place, right? So yeah. was, I think it was an old roommate of hers. She was a dancer. She was very cute, 
and we were talking and I, she, I think she was with somebody. So there wasn't, I was like, listen, I don't care. We can stay up talking. And we talked about like stripping to tool or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) She was a stripper. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I haven't been sleeping much. It was before I realized I was manic. So I uh, was just like, yeah, I'm going to stay up late. And she was like, I stay up late too. And so we had a good talk. I mean, it was a nice time. Uh, I remember that was the uh, first glimpse of the madness that was coming was that weekend. I think I climbed a tree that weekend because like the Down Under shows were not great. Yeah, it was the Down Under. (laughs) Well, there were like three good shows there and everybody was like, oh, shit, we have a new spot, you know, like a road gig. The house that Kevin Bennett built. It's just like an hour north, you know, so it's, uh, you know, a nice drive you know don't have to go too far to get a decent payday but yeah very quickly they just booked whoever and so well, yeah it was all kevin bennett and dickie bill wagner and it was like <laughs> oh it sucks now dickie bill man <laughs> yeah that him and kevin bennett and like who else uh toby oh, Crand- that was crandall was i think they were in a they were doing like a band oh jace captain jason yeah captain they, jason <laughs> they, were, they were doing like an hour and a half long musical improv jam session like in Greeley, twice, behind yeah. a safeway in a strip mall in Greeley. like twice a week they it's were not a place where art time. goes to blossom you know you can't really push the boundaries of the crowd there with musical improv yeah, Kevin Bennett's was... on the keys before the show. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. And then Captain Jason's trying to fuck everyone's wife. Remember, <laughs> remember Captain Jason? He like took care of mentally uh, handicapped people. That sounds right. Yeah, so he would bring his lieges. <laughs> he would pad his, the room. His stewards. Yeah, he would. So you'd just be in there with like three guys who were barking at every joke. And you're like, I'm killing. <laughs> and then you find out afterward that there were like three adults who live in a group home. There was one, I think his name was Scooter, who he would bring to his shows. And Scooter, like, laughed really funny. And he realized that people were laughing whenever he would laugh. So he would just start laughing in the middle of your setup and, like, look around, like, is it working? Oh, boy. It was a nightmare, yeah. Give it up for Scooter. (laughs) Let's hear it one more time. One more time for (laughs) For Scooter. Scooter. (laughs) The man you came to see, Scooter. (laughs) And then Jason would, like, lock him in the bathroom and cash the government checks. (laughs) Captain Jason wore a, like, he had a bowler hat. And he had, like, he looked like like an extra from a pickup artist movie. Like one of the guys yeah. who never got his book published, but like, you yeah. know, did pretty well in East Cleveland. He saw the pirate guy in Dodgeball and he was like, all right, there's something there. <laughs> there was there was like two pirate comedians at one time in Greeley. It was French Accent and Captain Jason. We're both doing pirate stuff. I don't, I think Captain Jason, what, I, I mean, obviously the captain part makes you think pirate. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I don't think he was doing a pirate thing was his he name oh. was, his name was captain jason it was cpn jsn that was his stage name yeah something like that oh it was j dot sin is what yeah jason man there was so <laughs> like a backyard how many, wrestler <laughs> how many angles do you need he had funny mustache top hat like wallet chain man yeah Crandall was a wallet chain guy. Yeah, but the Crandall, chain gang. he earned it. The chain gang. <laughs> <laughs> the Greeley chain gang comedian power hour. Hell yeah. What, what would Kevin Bennett always say? Be like, hey, how you doing? He'd be like, oh, he's having fun staying groovy. It's like, Jesus Christ, how homeschooled were you in Wyoming? Did he? He had a catchphrase off stage. He had a go-to every time. <laughs> I don't remember. I remember that, uh, remember that show in Fort Collins at the big brewery where they had like a thousand beers on tap and then you performed like in in a corner of the that giant room yeah uh what the fuck's the name of that place the guy who there's a guy who sells awesome candles who lives right behind there that was where you got the mayor smoking weed out of the mayor of fort collins right (laughs) i think yeah the mayor sounds right yeah uh i like ate shit there and then kevin bennett destroyed and i was like all right fuck this whole town uh that was a i i had had a good set or two there and then kevin bennett you know got to shine and i was like all right maybe i don't come up here anymore yeah I, I what did focus. i get? 
I got to focus on Greeley now. Yeah, Greeley's my market. It's, I'm, back I'm, more of the, a, I'm more of a swashbuckling comedian. Back to the East Coast with my <laughs> shit. I got busted smoking weed out of an apple. I think I think you might have been outside of the mayor. I, I thought that you were in Fort Collins, and I thought that we had talked. I think we smoked weed out of an apple outside of that show. That was my I, thing for a long time. Yeah. Uh but yeah, maybe not. There was like, you know, it, there was an alley right there. And so, oh, I, yeah. Was that where I, that no friend bit came from? I think so. I think I, you're right. Yeah. And then 10 years later, you're living up there. You are the mayor of Fort Collins now. I am, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm having fun up here, dude. It is so funny that Kevin Bennett took Colorado comedy by storm for a minute. If you guys don't know who we're talking about, Google French accent. And watch his America's Got Talent uh, <laughs> <laughs> clip, which is the most frustrating thing in the history of modern comedy. Nothing has been so upsetting in comedy <laughs> since people quit using blackface. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it was like blackface was the worst thing to happen to comedy. And then it was Kevin Bennett's act. <laughs> yeah, it was really uh, angering, perplexing. <laughs> Yeah, Howie yeah. Mandel's in there. Like, what's happening? Like, Howie's like having a stroke on TV. <laughs> Howie was like, Howie do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Kevin blew up a glove with his ass. Howie do that. <laughs> God, Kevin. Yeah, that, hurt, that hurts so good. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, why are we even trying? Like, what are we working so hard at to be creative and like, you know, showing ingenuity when it comes to figuring out new ways to do comedy? When Kevin Bennett's playing a fucking accordion, Wearing an eye patch and a beret, dressed like a you know like cabin boy, and just doing the worst <laughs> one-liners I've ever heard. Not even one-liners, puns. He's up there yeah. blasting puns on national TV, and the crowd is like, "Yeah, this is what we've been waiting for." <laughs> yes, the judges all x him, and then the crowd's like, "No, no, don't this take him the, away from us. <laughs> this is the future." <laughs> yeah, this is what we, we didn't know what we wanted until we saw it, and this Ken, is what we want. <laughs> right, and Kendall Jenner's like, "All right, let's listen to them." <laughs> Howie Mandel's just like fucking putting a noose around his neck. <laughs> Becker, have yeah, you seen that, that clip? Yeah. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about it too because Brian Kellen was on that same episode, Denver Comic. He's open for George Lopez for like a decade and a half and he's very funny and they made him look like a piece of shit and Kevin Bennett got to look like a like a, you know, like Rocky Balboa, you know, down yeah. but not out and then his fighting spirit and then <laughs> Brian <laughs> Kellen professional comedian i've seen him destroy the comedy works yeah he goes up there and his first joke doesn't land and then they just like x him and he he doesn't get the opportunity to to keep going or whatever he just is like oh okay thank you guys so much <laughs> maybe next time it's like, yeah ryan seacrest threw a bowling pin at his head <laughs> he just drops yeah. nick cannon need him in the balls oh man god i hate <laughs> kevin bennett yeah, he speaking of climbing trees, he climbed a tree at the, on January sixth. He had a video of like, "Hey, I'm oh, up yeah. in a tree outside of the Capitol. We're taking the power back." Like, Shut the fuck up, Kevin. Why don't you get into more arguments online? You know, arguing from your textbook is the fucking Bible, and you're acting. Yeah, he thinks that, the world's seven thousand years old. Yeah, he thinks that everybody's an idiot because he is the smartest Christian there is. So you know, he's he's one step above living with Captain Jason, but. He says he sheeple, unironically. Yeah. Also, Captain well, Jason was a fucking prize compared to Kevin Bennett. Like, I have no beef with Captain Jason besides the fact that... I'm saying he worked with spies. He might be a vampire. Kevin Bennett know. is half spy. Yeah. He's, Kevin Bennett's full spy, all right? <laughs> he's the fucking head of national security, all right? He runs NSA. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm glad that, yeah, I, I got worried that his uh, America's Got Talent was going to translate into, like... You know, all of a sudden he's headlining, you know, 46 weekends a year uh, at good clubs. But that didn't happen, I think, because, uh, you know, he's just awful and yeah. wasn't able to, to, to capitalize. Yeah, he smells so. like an old Navajo blanket. It was no good. <laughs> was he really at the Capitol riot? Yes. Yeah. Has, yeah, some, he, has anyone turned him in? No, no. I don't know that he, when he <laughs> – so when he the video i saw i can't remember somebody must have shared it because i think I, I blocked him a while ago i used to try to you know tell him he was stupid and it, i i got sick it doesn't of it. work i gave up yeah he had the armor of christ on his body and so he, he he didn't feel any of my my verbal bars but uh barbs excuse me but 
Yeah, somebody shared a, a clip where he's in a tree and he's like, there's got to be at least a million people here. You know, there were like 8,000 or whatever. He's like, there's probably 750,000 to a million people here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's like getting blown by the wind. <laughs> this is the rapture. Tree. <laughs> this is what we've been training for. Yeah. And, he's in uh, a crow's nest. That's where he is. Of course he's in a crow's nest. He's a pirate cosplaying motherfucker. Of course he's up there land hoeing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just looking through a single monocle. (laughs) (laughs) Ye democracy. Freedom straight ahead. Yeah. God, I fucking loathe him. And it sucks that he occupies space in my mind because he loves that. He loves knowing that he lives in my head. Rent free, baby. Oh, yeah. He's subsidized. I'm Uh, paying half of his rent. It's not even free. (laughs) It sucks to to have it be true that I've met some of my favorite people, some of my best friends through comedy, some of the best people I've ever met from all walks of life, literally all walks of life. And it's made me a better person, but also some of the most vile, most evil, stupidest, most racist, dumbest motherfuckers are also stand-up comedians. I wish that there was something we could do about that. Yeah, I think we should, we should censor free speech. I think that's the first step. Shut up. No, I do. I think we should. Be oh, alive. you? Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. But I mean, that's also the thing I like about stand-up is like, sure, Mudflat McGrew is uh, repugnant, but the fact that he does crush, I still be like, all right, well, you know, I don't like him. Uh, if he was on fire, I might jerk off a little and just like, you know, <laughs> I, I would, I would aim the nut towards him, but I would totally like make it count. You know, I'd, I'd be edging myself <laughs> while he burnt. <laughs> But he is still a good comedian, <laughs> you know? It's I guess. He he relied on a lot of old fucking hack tricks, you know. It's and he and he learned that language, but it do, it doesn't mean I don't know. He crushed at Boulder at the Boulder comedy show and I did not expect it. Because they would a lot of those crowds would be like those young college, I don't know what I can laugh at because I don't know what I stand for yet. Oh yeah. And then, you know, he was like doing his dumb shit where like my dad my dad was in a coma, and I uh, I knew he I knew he wasn't faking it because I touched his leg. And uh, only way a man is touching my dad's leg is if uh, my dad is uh, on his way out of this earth, you know. And people are like, "Yeah, men shouldn't <laughs> touch not <even laughs> sons and fathers." And I was like, "Why are they laughing? Why?" It didn't Dude, make was, any sense. I hosted for a comedy works downtown, and I remember watching and being like good god what the fuck is this and he has a line in his act where he says i'm not trying to raise a gay boy i'm trying to raise a man (laughs) and i turned around aghast that that got like you know a standing ovation or whatever and as i'm turning around these two super hot 35 year olds in like you know bronco buster pants are like is steve doing a meet and greet afterward (laughs) (laughs) they wanted to greet his meat oh god (laughs) that was my favorite jokes of yours yeah, I got your ass. It was perfect. Perfect roast joke. Sam was excited for the meet and greet until he found out how meat was spelt. Yeah, Slam I thought dunk. I was gonna I was gonna shake hands with beef, man. Yeah. <laughs> you thought you were gonna <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that anyway. was at one of those Castleman's shows. Yeah, those were should a we, nightmare. Should we bleep out Mudflap or give him some fucking airspace? Uh I don't care. We could call him truck tire. No, a flap attack can come to come at me. <laughs> flap, flap mob. <laughs> Somehow he he. It just yeah. I don't care either. We. I mean, I don't care about the other comic getting named, but the only one that I care about is the first one in the episode. So yeah. let's That's... not Crandall. Crandall rocks. You know what? Crandall. I will say that Crandall was a lot of fun. I know that we're. This is probably not interesting to a lot of our listeners. Us talking about a guy who you know, probably lives in the foster system as an adult now, but, uh, I, Uh, I have had several people say that they like, uh, the comedy stuff. It was going to be mostly comedy talk. If, if we hadn't had to stop doing comedy for a full year, some of us haven't stopped. Hey everybody, I will be, I'm I'm back. I got, I I got vaccinated yesterday. I know a year later is what I'm saying. (laughs) So we did, we started talking about jerking off in high school or whatever, jizzing in our pants. Yeah, I know. And then we really uh, found our wheelhouse. (laughs) (laughs) it It was me coming soft. We really figured it out. People like talking or people like hearing about a whole, you know, specific world that they don't get to hear about often. So 
because there aren't very many comedy podcasts. Yeah, but, no one else is really covering this ground. But yeah, we have the insider info. Oh, man. So, so Becker, I got vaccinated. I don't know if anyone told you. No, that's awesome. Thank you. Don't you Did have you asthma go- or something? Yeah, I need to get it. I'm waiting to get my car, and then I'm going to handle it. Well, you know what the move is, I heard allegedly, is uh, getting a fake address in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and driving up there. And boy, oh. yeah, that's what I heard. I mean, I don't, I got mine legally, of course. I didn't defraud an entire state. But uh, <laughs> that's what I've heard. And they don't care, you know, uh, allegedly. So, yeah, check it out. Okay. No, yeah, I hit. I, I looked into getting vaccinated, and I can't in Colorado because I'm too obese. I didn't know that was a rule. Uh, I'm kidding. What? No, I'm lying. <laughs> uh, but they're not giving it to big fat people yet in Colorado. Yeah. But they are giving it to anyone in Amarillo, Texas. And also in Cheyenne, they're giving it to big fat people already. So I cooked you're like, the books, you're like, so go, to speak. Go Cowboys. Let me, get love- that, let me get that jab. I'm a big Wyoming Cowboys football fan, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I went up there, and they gave it to me in an old tough shed, and here I am, bulletproof, man. I'm licking doorknobs again. Because they were just throwing up. They were they were using them for target practice, right, as soon as they were past their usage date. You know, they're like, all right, pull, and then they yeah. just blast it. <laughs> yeah, the attorney general of Wyoming mistook the vaccine vials for shooters of uh, Everclear. <laughs> So she was just cracking them and slurping them and dumping them uh, at, at, at Frontier Days. But yeah, a good friend of ours gave me an address up there. Um, Mooch? No, no. Let's just say that it was a free roll. And uh, here I am. Better than both of you. Stronger than both of you. Mm-hmm. You should just go to Amarillo, Lund. What are you waiting for? Because I don't want to drive 14 hours to... It's not. It's like four hours from Get a vaccine. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <clears throat> Becker, look it up. It's... It, I, I, I'm looking. Becker, you could go too. I can get one in the springs. Sick. I'm going to wait until the uh, BMI thing, I think. Because I'm, I'm... You're definitely over 30. Hell Yeah. You've been designated a... It is three hours and 39 minutes. Wow, under four, even better. Yeah, I'm probably not going to do it because, you know, other people should get it. I'm doing okay. Who should get it? Old people? Yeah, I'm not a eugenicist, so I'm thinking uh, I'll probably be okay. You're a Eugene Eugene Kenny-cyst, though. (laughs) That's right. No, man, I mean, think about it. Crete should have the vaccine more than a bunch of old people. She's getting it because she works in a grocery store. So all right. she's getting it on Tuesday. The rollout nice. didn't make any sense. That's all I'm saying. A bunch of old people who can just stay in their houses more and watch uh, Dick Van Dyke show. Give it to the people who are on the front lines working. You know, people who work at Denny's, strippers. Uh, they, they Guys who they, guess people's weights at the carnival. The old people live in assisted living homes, and it's where a bunch of people got it, including these, you know, healthcare workers that you're kind of worried about. Well, they, you know what I think about old folks' homes. They should lock they the doors, throw in a month's worth of pills, and let them fight it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, it's nice to be down here. If I still lived in Denver, maybe I would be feel like I needed to get it with more urgency. But down here, I don't. I don't have to interact with a lot of people, and. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, I'll be able to wait. I saw somebody on Facebook say they're supposed to do the the fat people Colorado rollout in like a few weeks. So I'll probably get it in a week and a half, and I'll die the day that I can get the vaccine. And I wish very, that people very poetic. I wish they would quit calling the fat people dosage the rollout. Roll out, baby. Roll gonna out. Just roll you down like roll a keg. <laughs> roll me down there. Yeah. There's like a bunch of. Uh, Suzanne down here, uh, high dive Suze is what we call her. Well, we got to start calling her Trinidad Lounge Suzanne. She said, yeah, there's like a bunch of appointments at the Walmart for the vaccine, but you still have to be eligible. So I don't know if they're throwing them away or lighting them on fire at the end of the night. <laughs> I just want all the crew to get vaccinated so we can get back to the good old days of, uh, you know, getting dim sum and Uris not tipping as much as the rest of us. Let's get back to the good old days. <laughs> You know, 
uh remember when he ordered way too much yeah of course he was like he was like i've got this because we we weren't sure how much of any everything to get and there were like 15 of us yeah and he was like i'll handle this you know he steps up to the plate and he, uh-huh. he ordered, ordered like 200 dollars worth of dim sum <laughs> People yeah, Dave also was furious. Dave didn't have the $38 he needed to pay for that. Bukley was also furious. Bukley took all the leftovers home, of course. Yeah, she ate it for a month. Do you remember when we had that High Plains party at the Comedy Compound and there was all those ribs left over? Yeah. And we were like, cool, we live here. We threw this party. We had to clean up this party. We were nice enough to allow people to come here and party in our homes. At least we got all these ribs out of it. And then lo and behold, the ribs were gone because old fucking stump fingers. She she put them in a wheelbarrow. Yeah, maybe it was Aaron Snyder with a wig on. I don't know. But she, she fucking crisscrossed applesauce out of there with a bunch of ribs. So what are you going to do with those ribs, Buckley? You don't eat ribs like we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A dark day. I'm glad it was. I've never <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> it was nine years ago. And he still, still scalds your cream. Oh, dude, I got fucking dolce de leche. It's, it's, it's burned at this point. <laughs> that fucking creme brulee, my entire cream. I was so pissed because we didn't have any money either. And Bukley's like, well, of course I am, you know, special. So I'll take all of these. <laughs> As the daughter of a Todd, I lay, <laughs> I lay claim. Why don't, why doesn't she get vaccinated? That's funny too, that she's, you know, what we should do if you want to get vaccinated now is just start teaching a comedy class. Then you can tell the state of Colorado that you're a teacher. I'm essential. I'm essential. People need to learn how to uh, yes and each other. She was also teaching uh, children. So I think she might've been able to, to get it. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with it. I want all the women to get vaccinated first. <laughs> okay. Besides besides me, of course. Uh you drinking coffee? Yeah, some coffee in the old Bubba. The old Bubba mug, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> They're paying me and I drink it. <laughs> well, pill time. <laughs> no, that's my <laughs> coffee maker. Let me know. The bold brew's ready. <laughs> You know what I was thinking about was, Becker, you were eating all those cream puffs last night on the group chat. By the way, God Lund, damn. congratulations on eating 20 uh, tacos. Thank you. I don't yeah, know if you want to tell everyone that, but true, yeah. her- truly her- heroic. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad that I didn't try to eat any more than that because I felt like shit for a few hours. The next day, I felt pretty okay. Because it's not a, it's not like they fill up those dollar twenty nine taco options with a bunch of ground beef. It's all it, shell. It's a lot of lot of tortilla and uh, a lot of lettuce. A lot of but, lettuce and tomato, man. Very whatever. little stripe of beef at the bottom. Right. So yeah, but you know, twenty tacos worth of that fucking the lowest <laughs> the lowest quality meat you could imagine. Yeah, that was all made out of the dogs who didn't survive the puppy mill riot. The Gordy escaped. That's right. Yeah. Just uh yeah, ground up Bichon bits and pieces, some yeah, dog dog toenails. Just awful. You know, uh so yeah, Snouts I felt and like, holes. Felt like shit for sure. Uh but I was glad I was able to get to twenty. I and you mentioned thirty five and no, there's no way. Twenty five would have been really hard. I think I could clear I, I think I could clear thirty five of those tacos. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bet you could. You're pure evil. I lack an enzyme. I, I was going to say, I think I could clear 35 tacos. You for sure could. And I think the Becker, that the way we're going to do that is I'm going to have like a turtle cage installed in my house, <laughs> like a terrarium. <laughs> and I'm, I'll, pay, I'll pay your rent and you just live in there and I'll feed you, uh, you know, twice a day as many tacos as can be fit through the, uh, the glass portal. I've, I've been thinking about keeping you in some kind of cage and feeding you weird things. <laughs> like a glass cube. That's You're just in the corner of my living room. People come over. They're like, what's that? It's like, that's Becker. Here. You want to feed him a, a Whataburger? <laughs> oh, as long as I can see the TV, this sounds like an okay life. No, you don't get to watch the TV. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, this this shit. I ate like three more after I talked to you guys. This thing is so good. Oh, you've had 11 cream puffs. 
Oh yeah, it was rough. I feel is like it I... better than relapsing, Becker? I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> is it better than just crushing up a couple oxy eighties and getting back to work, you know? <laughs> yeah, because I'm not gonna do Beard Papa again tonight. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, is that gonna eat something else that's insane? It looks like because uh, that's such a funny name, and I was like, oh, that's cool. We've got like a new spot in Denver just that sounds like, I don't know, like, uh, you know, something popular from Japan or whatever. But it also, I, when I Googled it, it looks like it might be like a new voodoo donut, you know, where there's like going to be six of them and there's one coming to Austin and there's like one in LA. Yeah. That's so, definitely what's going on. It's being, but it, it makes way more sense than voodoo donut though. These fucking, they, they slap. These, yeah. these are really, really good. I think there's one left. I can show it to you. Yeah, put yeah. it up there for all of us to see. Yeah, this is like the strawberry one. It's covered in like hard frosting. Oh, it's filled yeah. with strawberry cream. Oh, They're... fuck. Break it open for me. Let me see what's in there. Okay, hold on. Spread, Let me get a box under it. Spread it. Yeah, spread it Spread it wide open, Becker. Oh, damn. That's a lot of cream. Oh, my God. That looks it's fucking good. good, too. Don't. Oh, go slow. It was on my finger. I wasn't going to eat it right now. Yeah, yeah, you weren't. I, no, my, my throat <laughs> Until will people me. started, uh, all the tokens started being donated. <laughs> Go ahead and eat that. <laughs> Mukbang it, it, baby. Why would it be uh, the worst heartburn with all the other garbage you've consumed? Why would those get I have you so n- bad? I have no clue. Mm. It, puzzles, it puzzles me deeply, but I, I don't know if it was all the cream. Probably all the cream. Yeah, probably Wait. all the cream. You had 11 cream puffs. Of course your stomach hurt. Why are we trying to get to the bottom of this? My stomach didn't hurt. It was just heartburn. I woke up and I had heartburn so bad it was like in my nose. Yeah, oh, that, God, I've been there, man. Yeah. yeah. It just seems random that it would be from uh, cream puffs and not, you know, nine double-doubles or whatever the fuck. A bucket of KFC with, you know, mashed potato chaser. <laughs> Has anyone ever eaten the entire bucket and put it on their head? That should be some kind of challenge. That's what Buckethead used to do. He'd eat the he'd eat eat the chicken during right. uh, the opening act, and, <laughs> and he'd be off. You know, you could barely see him on the side of the stage, just going to town on some chicken. Yep. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Buckethead, the Kevin Bennett of guitar players. <laughs> check out check out this angle. <laughs> this, I'm riding this straight to the top. Look, pirate music didn't work out, so I'm going to be the bucket guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wonder if he ever got head while wearing the bucket. I mean, that's where the name came from. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Extra crispy. (laughs) You need to take that class. (laughs) Yes, and. (laughs) Call me me Colonel. (laughs) Fuck yeah, and. (laughs) I take dirty improv. (laughs) Fuck yeah, You took Justin Franzen's class? (laughs) Yeah, how to... (laughs) How to swear. <laughs> how to bring improv to the teens. Well, I learned how to do improv. The rule at the bovine was you couldn't swear. You had to play at the top of your intelligence, which I think is really important when you're learning improv to not be able to work blue because yeah. you'll like focus on the relationships and you'll find the game in the scene instead of just being like, oh, no, I came shit. Um, <laughs> oh, whoops. Oh, no, I was fucking this nun and I came shit. <laughs> let me clean that up for you i'm a dog who eats shit <laughs> like that's a lot of first year improv and then i started playing with these guys who didn't learn how to play clean and i was like oh my god this who taught you this the devil himself <laughs> is this what del close was talking about <laughs> i almost said del shore who i think was a basketball coach he yeah. like co- coached the lakers in the early 90s <laughs> How about this? I texted this to Emily earlier. Uh, instead of flavor-blasted goldfish, what about finger-blasted goldfish? Mm, put them anyone, in there. Take anyone, them out. Anyone done that? <laughs> nice and soggy when they go back into that <laughs> milk carton. <laughs> yeah. Is that mine? That's yours. Oh, yeah, save it, save it for the comedy fort. I'll be there the 12th and 13th of March next weekend. Everyone get your tickets. I'll also be in Philadelphia at Helium on the 2nd or no, the, the Tuesday, the 6th, 15th or 16th. Yeah. A lot of go great to, dates coming around. Go to samtalent.com. Don't get a vaccination. Just go and be rest assured that uh, a comedy club 
notorious uh, vampires to get every dollar that you have is going to have your safety in mind. And if you really care about safety, come down to Three E's Comedy Club in Colorado Springs, the 19th and 20th. Uh, everyone there, all the door guys there have AK-47s on their bodies. So, <laughs> Child soldiers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a bunch of beasts with no nation. I've been reading a bunch of child soldier books recently. My God. Yeah. Sounds like a pretty tough time. Breath of fresh air compared <laughs> to your reality in, for, in the suburbs. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know how bad it was. You thought it was fun because as a kid, you want to be able to have like power and authority. Have, I thought it was cowboys have, and Indians with live rounds, but have no. grown-ups listen to you. Look, I'm get, getting all this respect from the from the adults that lead these child armies. A lot more bayonet rape than I imagined. Oh my god! Oh. The worst things I've ever heard. These kids are they're having fun and they're doing it in a group. It's like a team building exercise. They they kill somebody, get some blood on their bayonet. And they're like, I guess this is growing up. Yeah, <laughs> Blink One Eighty Two plays. It's all right to tell me. <laughs> that we're in a new regime i don't know man don't become a child soldier if any of you are out there thinking about what to do next if you're a young listener Good don't call. go to liberia and uh, pick up a rocket launcher yeah set them straight sam get them off get them off the streets of kenya uh, Kenya's actually a, a great place apparently oh okay yeah that's <laughs> according to your research well yeah i mean isn't kenya like the uh like the most stable place in Africa? I don't know. Man, there I did those shows in Key West. Shout out to Key West Comedy. Fucking great club. Uh, loved it down there. If you have a chance, go down and check it out. Awesome. And there was these South Africans in the crowd who worked on like cruise ships and shit. Uh, and I had like these four South Africans right up front. And then there was a black guy sitting to the right of them. And boy, it was fun to uh, point out all of their differences in opinion. <laughs> checking in checking in with them after every joke no just being like oh black guy liked it south africans hmm? we allow that to happen here black man laughing you have to you have to pay a nickel to see that right <laughs> it was a lot of fun south africans loved it black guy loved it it's just fun to be out with people again man yeah rolling those dice not rolling dice i'm vaccinated I'm saying they are. They're like, I want to have a good time. It could kill me, but if no it doesn't... One's, no one's getting COVID anymore. I got a t-shirt out of it, so that's good. I was able to buy some merch that they're going to bury me in. <laughs> yeah. COVID's over if you want it. We would have been good till like the end of the month anyway, right, Sam? Hell yeah, dude. We had 90 days. We can go to fucking the nation of Georgia right now if we wanted to. Ooh. The only place we can go as Americans are Georgia and then an island off the east coast of Africa. Huh. What what's the island? It's like called Seychelles, S E Y C H E L L E S. It's just like you know beachfront property in Arizona type situation. But uh, I mean I, that's not true. I guess it actually exists. But it's uh, I don't know. It's fun to be on the beach, just fucking eating coconuts and throwing nickels. <laughs> <laughs> throwing nickels into the ocean, making yeah. a wish. Mm-hmm. Bunch of child soldiers swimming after him. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's tough man i really like i like to joke about everything but jesus christ these child soldiers not having a blast <laughs> hard to rip <laughs> off of. yeah did, did you bring them up to the south africans no of course not i was busy busting their balls for apartheid uh were they white yeah of course of course. Do you know what happened down there <laughs> Yeah, 30 years ago? Yes, I do. And it's been over for 35 years. Oh, so. yeah. You, you just think institutionalized th- racism just goes away overnight. I forgot. You think there's no black people in South Africa. So that's No, I, I do. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to get out of this. Um, but yeah, Lund, get vaccinated so we can hit the road again, brother. <sighs> yeah, that sounds fun. I know you got a bunch of great bits you've been working on. I really do uh, want to be able to do stand-up again because I had a mask bit based on Megan's uncle making fun of my mask with flowers on it because flowers aren't for boys. And I turned that into a fun joke. And then the story of finding out how my dad died would be a killer closer for sure. I would bury your ass every night. 
I've been doing that, and it's been fucking killing, dude. <laughs> I have no doubt that you would steal that joke, you asshole. And, but you know what? I'll trade you for that great harrowing story for finger-blasted goldfish. <laughs> and then what if for your closer, what if you like uh, you bring it up early, and then for your closer, you pull a bunch of goldfish out of your ass and eat them? <laughs> You'd be like Tom Arnold. Tom, we'd, we'd be like Tom and Rosie. Did you ever hear about that? Tom Arnold's like early act? No. Oh, my God, dude. He did this like weird goldfish thing. Because he, he got booked like really early in Iowa. Also, his sister was the person who was responsible for the meth epidemic in all of uh, the Midwest. I read that book, Methland, and it's all his sister's fault. Whoa. Uh, she, yeah, was crazy. Jake, she was a Jake Becker of, <laughs> of Heartland <laughs> Meth. <laughs> yeah, she was, the, she was the kingpin in, I think it's called Old Wine. It's spelled, it's spelled like Owl Wine, but Old Wine, Iowa is like where all the bikers started to pick up meth and take it everywhere. But yeah, well, fucking Tom Martin, his, his sister ran that bar. Uh, Tom Arnold had this goldfish thing where he would like make a goldfish like jump through a hoop. And then there was like a flaming hoop the goldfish would jump through. Then he would have the goldfish play dead. He had all these like weird, crazy goldfish bits. But he was just running through goldfish all the time. And like he would get like blackout drunk and like leave them in his car. And they would freeze into a solid block. <laughs> like it'd just be like an ice cube with goldfish as he's working somewhere in the upper Midwest. So he like had all these stories of like getting wasted, waking up at like 4.30 in the afternoon, having a show at 7, and having to find a bunch of live goldfish in whatever <laughs> fuck town he was in. Oh, man. That's I miss incredible. those days of stand-up. Fucking, yeah, pushing the boundaries. <laughs> I mean, I wish, I, I, mean, I wish being Ollie Joe Prater was still around. I need to find a liquor store and a pet store, hopefully <laughs> on the same block. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie Joe Brader, yeah, living life under the sheets by Get Ollie Joe Brader. Get out of my Brader. way. <laughs> that was his catchphrase. <laughs> it was so funny that you ended up in Vegas for two years because of your wife pursuing her medical career. Allegedly. Because that's where I started. And it is so stupid. And it is funny that you came up with the idea like, yeah, you need in Vegas, you needed something so that you could try and fucking corral these randos that have you know, lost all of their money. They don't know how they're going to be able to get back home to the heartland. <laughs> and uh, and all they want is like a catchphrase or the dirtiest shit you can come up with or, you know, uh, a, a, a more popular, more famous comedian stuff if you want to just steal some shit. You <laughs> yeah, know, that'll, that's, that'll, a, that's a hit out there. That'll get some, <laughs> mm -hmm. some laughs. <laughs> <laughs> fuck man yeah i was so i was so lucky that i got out of there yeah, you were there during long. the heyday you know with you had gooch and brant tobler and markman it was a real rat pack situation <laughs> and i'm out there with not one but three different comedians named doughboy <laughs> there we was had... three different active doughboys on the vegas circuit <laughs> we had uh yeah we had some funny because yeah there's gooch we had some funny stage names there's gooch there's Buffet Jackson, big old Buffet. black dude. Buffet's still around. He's cool. We had Booyah. Booyah was a uh, a really fun guy. Did you have Cold Water Mo Betta? No. He was around when I was there. <laughs> oh, Cold and Davio was... I've talked about Davio. He was a little dimin diminutive magician-looking motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember Davio. He, he was hilarious. Yeah, for all the wrong reasons. You know, some of his stuff was funny, but... He was also very um, just kind of like bitter, like, you know, he's in Vegas, but he knows that uh, he's probably not going to be discovered anytime soon. So he would just like, you know, drag his ass into a, an open mic that he hosted an hour and a half late. And he's like, oh, <laughs> fucking somebody make a list. <laughs> like, All right, Davio. <laughs> he would do like 25 up top and then, and then get the first comic up. <laughs> We're just all like, fuck, man. <laughs> I'm going to be here till three in the morning. Did you have, was Big Doc active when you were there? No. Big Doc, seven foot one. I wish. 400 pound black guy. Honestly, in my top five friends when I was in Vegas, man. Uh, just a great dude. He loved me. He loved my wife. He was very generous with us and sweet to us. 
but his entire act, like he just what really one of the nicest men I've met. His entire act was him getting on stage and threatening to pipe someone's girlfriend for his <laughs> entire 15 minutes. And then he would like grab his dick through his pants, but he's grabbing like above his knee, like barely above his knee. You know what yeah, I mean? And sure. you can see the outline of this giant coral snake and he's just like working it. And he's slowly like, I think he would slowly would get it hard. So you could see it more and more pronounced against his pant leg. And you get off stage and be like, Oh, Sam, you and your, you and your lady got to come over for dinner, man. You know, it's just like <laughs> the nicest guy ever. I'll feed her. I'll feed her this tube steak that I got uh, on sale at the Albertsons. Yeah, he'd be like, "Hey, Sam, man, if, uh, you know, I was uh, listening to those songs you told me about, man, really moving stuff, just lovely." Get on stage and be like, "What up, you white bitch? <laughs> I'm gonna cram your head." <laughs> it's fun to watch guys get on stage and change. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of. A lot of stage names, and then uh, I mean, I I did the same shit starting out in Vegas because you didn't know how to make these fuckers pay attention. A lot of them were had their backs to you. They're like playing video poker at the bar, and so I said some dumb shit for sure, trying to get people to pay attention and and get into the show. Yeah, at, uh, right off of the uh, right off of uh, Fremont was uh, Bunkhouse was the spot Bunkhouse, for some shows. Yeah. And uh, Boomers was uh, right uh, not too far off of the strip. Boomers, I got to I got to meet Mitch Hedberg's old lady Lynn Shawcroft at Boomers and tell her I loved uh, loved Mitch. Yeah, she was kicking around Vegas for a while while I was there. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. ever do Dive Bar? I think so. That was like the best mic in town. Alex just Alex ran it. Uh, and I remember the first time I walked in there, there were these guys with a camera in the doorway. And I was like, oh, cool, there's something cool's coming in here. And I walk in, and the guy's like, oh, good. You just fucking ruined our shot. Start it over. And I go up, and I meet Alex. And I'm like, hey, I'm Sam. Uh, can I sign up? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, the guys at the door were mean to you. They're shooting a porno in here right now. So uh, <laughs> if you see the cameras, just stay out of the, the the line of sight or can you sign this release to be in the porno and i was like what the fuck is this? this is where i just moved for two years at that point it was supposed to be four years i signed on for four years there but luckily fuck my, my wife fuck my big old ass and you're like luckily, wait a minute luckily my mom had that stroke yeah no exactly <laughs> and that's where the catchphrase came from <laughs> you capitalize you're like emily tell them tell them your mother-in-law is dying yeah no, man, I remember uh, I the fuck my big old ass thing came from, I was at the dive bar and I went up after cold water Mo Betta and his catchphrase was like, cold water Mo Betta, it was his name. And I was like, I also have a catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any other rough drafts before you settled on fuck my big old ass? No, because I was just so disgusted with how the crowd reacted to cold water Mo Betta. It was like when you got, you know, you went up after Kevin Bennett crushed after you. And I was like, okay, if that's what they want, fuck my big old ass it is. And yeah. I thought the comics would laugh at it and the crowd wouldn't get it. And no, the crowd was like, yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. This guy gets it. Oh, man. I love it. Uh, yeah. That that's, yeah, that's part of the thing that sucks too, trying to navigate the waters of stand-up is you you get to see what some crowds want and it's like really are you fucking kidding me right now that's what's gonna work okay and i just bombed all the time in vegas comics yeah. liked me they were nice to me but god damn those shows were such shit yeah we were uh, i was lucky to start with uh brant tobler it was crazy when he moved to denver because we started together he helped me out i think he was doing it for like a year before i showed up so he him and Brian Bruner were very helpful to me. Gooch, Matt Markman, Brandon Muller, Buffet, Booyah. Uh, we 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 were able to have a good time and shit on the the crowds together a lot of the time, and just kind of try to, you know, find a place that wasn't going to charge us to run a show and all that shit. You know, uh, <clears throat> through golden yeah. golden age of comedy. Well, it was, it, and it was nice. Like I said, it was nice to get out of there before too long because I think it was uh, tough. It would have been tough to continue there because there, there w- it didn't feel like you could get a lot of momentum going. And it got, it got a little bit better uh, there after I left. Like after the storm. 
There, well, there were more clubs that opened that allow that used the local people or had a local night. That wasn't really the case when I was there, so there wasn't. It didn't. It didn't seem like I was going to be able to get good, and then you know, like and they were right. You opening <laughs> the <laughs> opening at the clubs because they would book host middle headliner, you know, from road comics or whoever they would all come from los angeles and then they would yeah. steal all the good jokes in vegas and go back to la <laughs> yeah and uh so yeah they, they there wasn't you there weren't a lot of guest sets or anything so and, and that changed after i left so I, I was i was i felt i was glad that uh those comics that were still there were able to to work more but uh i i felt very lucky when i stumbled to, to denver i had no idea what the what the scene was like in denver uh, I was just dating somebody who was working for Obama, and they asked her to move to Denver from June of '08 to you know through the election. So I might not agree with Obama's politics, but <laughs> God, I'm glad that he brought you to Denver, Colorado. Yeah, drop me in Denver, and and I, man, I did not know what to expect, and I lucked out real hard. Met some. You did of, because I befriended you, and I was the king. Met some of my favorite people. Eventually. Uh, you and I got along. At first, we uh, <laughs> we we would show our teeth to each other when we were in the same room. <laughs> hey, if anyone out there is listening, uh, we have to wrap this episode up. But if you know how to build a giant glass cage, uh, <laughs> please let me know so we can get Becker moved in sooner than later. <laughs> and then I'm just gonna live stream that, like those uh, you know those 24 hour webcams they have, where it's like a a, a baby eagle egg hatching you can just yeah. watch the nest that's what we're gonna have in my house um, if you that. donate enough you can choose what becker eats that day and how much of it he eats so well, what was that thing that um everybody not everybody because loves raymond it was ridiculous <laughs> but like a lot of the world was fascinated on something like uh fuck it was like an old uh, geological formation where there was a tip and at the tip there was like a drop of this you know it's like wasn't a liquid but it was there was still a drop that was forming of this like fucking stalactite or something and everybody was waiting for this drip to to fall you don't remember that it was probably like six years ago or something oh that sounds dumb as hell that's something, something like, you would be into though i wasn't into it i couldn't have cared less but the world was like captivated by that this sounds like the train. fucking geological equivalent of when that the screensavers on and the balls bouncing around off the sides and everyone's waiting yeah. for it to go exactly into the corner yeah that was people are office. so stupid <laughs> god yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it was stupid for sure. It was. It was even dumber than than caring about a, an eagle egg hatching or whatever your reference was. It was. It made me think of it because it was even less captivating than than uh, than an egg hatching. <laughs> Speaking of being captive, please well, let me know if you can build me that glass cube, <laughs> and uh, we'll lay down some straw and put a heat lamp in there and let Becker move in and. Maybe if we're lucky, we can catch him breeding. That's very rare. But that would be a, that would be that would be a good uh, Patreon uh, tier. Would be to to have access to the Becker live stream. What's he going to eat today? How bad's his heartburn going to be? How many how many how many mini muffins is he going to cram? Uh, <laughs> but I yeah, get some sp- cream puffs, man. Jesus. Speaking of uh, the Patreon. Sign up if you haven't yet. Five bucks a month. Have you mailed it's, that shit out yet? No. Uh, I'm waiting oh my on... God, these people are going to fucking kill us, dude. Well, you know, God forbid. Uh, they just do the $5 tier. You get an extra episode every week. So you so, don't want them to give you an extra $15 a month? Well, I Because you don't. can't send mail in your busy schedule of getting your dog groomed once a month. <laughs> it's your money, yeah. brother. You're the one that created this tier, and then you put it on me because you were fucking off in Florida. No, I put it on you because it's your money. You get all the money from the Patreon. Well, people don't need to know that. Why not? It rules. Empower Lund. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, pointing out that I'm blowing it, but... You're welcome. (laughs) I'm I'm the one who gets the emails from people. Good. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting on some stickers. I it's gonna be cool, and uh, and then in March, Sam will send out you know another short story or whatever, and uh, we'll get you back on track.
you heard it here first, folks. So keep that money coming in. Um, again, if anyone's a glass mage or knows how to blow a giant bubble, uh, <laughs> let me know and we'll do it right here live in my house. Um, Lund's going to get vaccinated. We're going to hit the road again. We got a bunch of dates coming up this summer. <laughs> so get ready for that. Uh, oh, yeah. Colorado Springs, the 19th, 20th, 21st, or whatever. Fort Collins, the 12th and 13th. Uh, what's the other one? Philly, Helium, the 16th. Fucking Milwaukee, Chicago. I got dates coming up for everybody. Um, Cough in Sam's mouth right after the show. That's I'm untouchable. Let's test that vaccine's efficacy. Yeah, man. Test it out. Uh, if anyone knows any cool gyms in Milwaukee, let me know. And oh, yeah. You don't want to break your streak. <laughs> I don't, dude. I'm getting jacked. I'm tough over here. That needle broke off when she tried to put it in my rock-hard bicep yesterday. <laughs> it's not yeah, true. I, I believe it. <laughs> I did the Death Metal Dicks podcast, and they made fun of me, and it sucked. Because <laughs> <laughs> you you're, can't squat the bar yet? Oh, I can squat the bar, but they're just mean to me. <laughs> Chris, Chris Pierce is going to beat up Chris Jericho. I know, yeah. So that's the kind of people I'm dealing with on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> yeah, we got to get ready for SummerSlam, me and you against Buddy and Chris. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, boy. Okay, we love you all, and uh, fill the bucket and put it on your head.